Hello and welcome to the Chris Ham Podcast. Episode number 21. Based on the sheer number, we are old enough to drink legally. Now, eventually, that metaphor based on episode number is outgrown, but pretty cool for now, and I'm going to keep it up as long as I can. So, this is the second of three episodes in a four-day span. And for those of you who missed it, I did a long pregnancy and parenting episode with uh, my wife, Jen, as a guest, in addition to some Halloween commentary. So go back and check it, check that out. That was released a couple of days ago. Uh, and then on Monday, I'm going to release a reaction to NFL Week 9 recorded minutes after my New York Jets very plausibly embarrassed themselves against a winless Miami Dolphins team. Now I'm going to be recording with fellow football fan Chris, the husband of my wife's cousin. We're going to go out and watch the games at a bar. And uh, so we have some good stuff on the slate. And this episode is going to be shorter than usual for my Saturday morning release. I will get to my NFL picks in a rant, but I also want to start with a rant. I know there were probably a bunch of you disappointed that I had no official rant last episode, even though my take on Halloween was kind of like one. So I'm going to give you a rant to start. I'm going to end with the rant. So I want to start with a story from earlier. So my wife, daughter, and I ran out in our car, and we go to this gas station that's right down the road from where we live. It features very competitive prices for the area. So we're out, you know, getting gas on the way to running a few more errands, and um, I make a left turn into the gas station. I'm going to set the scene for you. So there are two rows of gas pumps with two pumps on either side of the respective rows. So I don't think I'm fucking that up. So I, I think it's a, it's eight total pumps allowing eight cars ideally to be pumping at once. Now, because cars are coming in from different directions of the gas station, there's two entrances, doesn't always work out that way. Now, my wife and I, we have two cars. Now, one car has a right side gas tank and one has a left side gas tank. Now, our one car I was in today had the right side gas tank and there was only one side of one road to park that wasn't occupied. So as I'm pulling closer to, to try to get to this one pump I had in my eye or, or just these, a couple of pumps, I realized that there's a car. And um, this car is not presently pumping gas. It's parked in between the front pump and the back pump, effectively blocking two pumps and not using either of them. Now, I'm starting to get really angry. And I'm, 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 you know, my wife and I are talking about this and we're both annoyed. But we saw a handicap sticker. So I thought, all right, perhaps this is a person in, in, that's in distress. Now, upon closer inspection, I realized that the occupant of said car was likely in the gas station. I was about to be okay with them temporarily not realizing what they did and perhaps just picking up some sort of an item or maybe they got finished pumping gas. But when I looked a little bit closer, the car was literally like at a position where it couldn't really have either gas pump reach. So eventually we came to realize that this was there was an elderly woman in her 60s, now my, my parents and my in-laws would, would kill me for saying elderly 60s. So call it, you know, late middle age, early senior citizen, transitioning senior citizen, whatever. An older person than me who seemed perfectly capable, though, to walk, who strutted out of the gas station convenience store with a pack of cigarettes. Now, to add insult to injury, rather than move her car as she sees the gas station just... just um, hopping with, with all different cars trying to come in and out, and she sees our car waiting to pump gas, she, out of either pure selfishness, 
in consideration or being completely oblivious and actually didn't see it, stands to the left of the gas station convenience store and proceeds to smoke a fucking cigarette. Do you believe this? You know, after a few nasty glares, she moseys along to her car with no apology wave or acknowledgement that her act of selfishness and lack of awareness caused the delay to a stranger who had a toddler in the back, mind you. Now, I had to use every ounce of restraint in my body to not both say something to her and honk my horn as she pulled out of the gas station. And I didn't do it. I was inches away from doing it. Now, that's progress, right? Especially as I've shared some of my, um, my, my less, um, I don't know, less, I guess, proud moments of road rage over the last, uh, of the, over the series of this podcast. Now, moral of the story, addiction, even when it's not one of the mainstream or more flagrant ones, can cause people to act like assholes. Now, my wife is going to tell me that I have to have compassion here. To a degree, I do. But we can't just let assholes like this woman smoking her cigarette completely oblivious go unchecked. So fuck you, cigarette lady. Let's talk some football next. Okay, so I normally start with storylines, but I'm going to do a deep dive on Sunday full of NFL storylines and banter uh, with my wife's cousin. So we're going to go straight to my picks. So... My ham hot sharpening butter knife picks have been a little bit better lately. All right. They're not they're not exactly sharp yet. I have had two winning weeks out of the last three, and I was two and one last week. So I won taking the Giants at Detroit. Uh, I won taking Philly at Buffalo and lost taking Tampa Bay at Tennessee. Where I actually can't even feel awful about it because what another terrible call by the officials to blow a play dead. That would have been returned for a touchdown. It's amazing they keep doing this. Now, Mike Vrabel, by the way, the coach of the Tennessee Titans, who I respect, former Patriot, in the last two weeks has gotten away with two boneheaded fucking decisions of being a bit too bold. And first the Chargers, then the officials allowed him to get away with those decisions. So two and one last week brings my record overall through eight weeks and 24 games to 9-13-2. and two. Piss poor, but slowly getting better. So my week nine picks, here we go. All right, let's start in Denver, where the Vince Lombardi-led Cleveland Browns are coming into town. Now, the Browns are giving four and a half points on the road in Denver. I like Denver plus four and a half. Here's why. The Browns. The Browns are 61-152 and 152 since 2006. They're favorites again either the third time or fourth time this season, and in my opinion, getting way more credit than they deserve. Yes, Joe Flacco is out with a neck injury for the rest of the season. And in comes Brandon Allen, getting his first career start. Now, who the fuck is Brandon Allen, you might be asking? Well, he is now the third Allen starting quarterback in the NFL after Josh Allen of Buffalo and Kyle Allen of Carolina. He is a 27-year-old, fourth-year quarterback out of Arkansas, drafted in the sixth round. Now, I dug into him a bit. He led the SEC in rating in his senior, in QB rating in his senior year and was second in touchdowns. He improved every year at Arkansas, leading to a senior season where he had 30 touchdowns, eight interceptions, a completion percentage of 66, and over nine yards per attempt. Now, this guy is a wild card, and I'm betting he can play. I don't know if he's going to be G. Minshew, 
but I think he's going to be able to play. The Allen trend is good so far for the, for the, for the, as far as quarterbacks go. Now, Denver has a higher DVOA ranking than Cleveland, according to Football Outsiders. Denver has given up 13 or less points in three out of their last four games and is fourth best defensively against the pass and overall. Now, let's talk line movement. This line opened up at Denver minus one and now has steamed all the way up to five and a half points for Cleveland. So, so it's, I'm sorry, it's moved five and a half points. So, so Cleveland minus four and a half. For the declining, just Joe Flacco, is he worth that many? Let's start distribution. 84% of the tickets are on the Browns and 82% of the cash are on the Browns. Now, I don't trust Freddie Kitchens as far as I can throw him, and he's, he's a big boy. I ain't throwing him that far. Now, I also don't trust Mayfield. I don't trust the mental toughness of this team to weather the storm of losing three straight and win this one on the road. I think Cleveland is going to have problems moving the ball in a very tough environment. They're going to fall to two and six. So give me Denver plus four and a half as home dogs against the Browns. Next, let's go out to Oakland where the Raiders are a short favorite at home hosting the Detroit Lions at minus two and a half. Now, Oakland has been up and down all year. Win, loss, loss, win, win, loss, loss. They're a team I think that gets a bad rap for coaching, but I think John Gruden knows what he's doing. Guy won a Super Bowl. Josh Jacobs is a rookie of the year candidate running back out of Alabama, somewhat under the radar, averaging five yards per attempt with four touchdowns. And Darren Waller is an emerging playmaking tight end. Now they got screwed with the schedule, all right? They haven't played a home game since September 15th against the Chiefs. And they played a combo of road games and a L- London game with a bye week sandwich in there. Now Detroit is a decent team, but they are on the road where Matthew Stafford is 29-43-1 overall. Oakland is among the top five in yards per play, a key wise guy metric while Detroit is middle of the pack. Now let's talk line distribution. 61% of the tickets and 65% of the cash are on Detroit, but yet the line has moved from minus one to minus two and a half in favor of Oakland this week. Now what does that tell you? Some key wise guys are putting down large wagers on Oakland. So give me Oakland minus two and a half hosting the Lions. Finally, let's go to Philly, where the Eagles are giving four points hosting the Chicago Bears. Finally, the public is starting to move closer to what I said about Mitchell Trubisky before the season started. The guy isn't any good, and the league has figured him out. He shouldn't have been drafted ahead of Deshaun Watson. He shouldn't have been drafted ahead of Patrick Mahomes, and he certainly shouldn't have... The Chicago Bears shouldn't have traded up to do that. The guy hasn't thrown a touchdown in two-thirds of his games this year and has had an embarrassing 5.6 yards per attempt this season. To boot, his confidence is shot. I also don't trust the kicker, Pinheiro, who missed a 40-yard field goal that would have won the game last week against the Chargers. Now, now, Nagy was coach of the year last year, but his team is facing adversity, and he is being questioned for many things week after week. Now, you throw away the Dallas game and Wentz, Carson Wentz, since early September for the Eagles, has had nine touchdowns and one interception. Philly needs to win this game to keep the pressure on Dallas. One other interesting wrinkle is Doug Peterson, coached with Matt Nagy in Kansas City under Andy Reid. Now, Peterson was the offensive coordinator. Matt Nagy was the quarterback's coach. So he's going to have an advantage knowing a lot of Nagy's tendencies. And Nagy has the weaker quarterback of the two. So the smoke and mirrors Nagy uses to mask Trubisky's deficiencies ain't going to work. Now let's talk line movement. The line opened at minus three in favor of Philly 
and it's now at minus four at the Westgate, which is the book I'm using, but minus four and a half in some places. Now, distribution worries me a bit, but 82% of the tickets, but 65% of the cash on Philly. But I think for some reason, Trubisky has people that pull for him and want him to be the guy because he looks the part or something, which is also reflected in the fury of money to back him as MVP. <laughs> MVP. How laughable is that for Mitchell Trubisky? Winter is coming. Go start a bonfire with those Trubisky MVP tickets. Give me the Eagles minus four hosting the Chicago Bears. So to recap, I like Denver plus four and a half, Oakland minus two and a half, and Philly minus four. Quick hot take after this. All right, hot take number one. Cigarette smokers hurt their attractiveness, and this exponentially grows with age. Now, smoking is a vice, and let's call it like it is. It's it's a slow-killing addiction. It's basically taking out a credit card on your health, or taking out credit on your health, I should say, and now people are vaping, which is worth worthy of a rant and a topic for another day. Now, smoking cigarettes might be cool as a social thing earlier in life, or among certain circles, but it's a disgusting habit that causes you to smell worse and ruin your teeth with age. Go find me an attractive person who's been smoking cigarettes for, for 20 years, all right? If you're a person, man, woman, whatever, and you smoke cigarettes, I think it hurts your attractiveness on a one to 10 scale by at least two points. And smoking is the nor- in the Northeast or Midwest to me is even dumber. Is it worth freezing your ass off in sub 30 degree temperatures to puff tobacco in a white paper? Go inside, go meditate, drink a glass of scotch, take a warm shower if you want to relax. It's a habit I just don't get, all right? Get a patch, get hypnosis, do something about it. To get serious for a second, my maternal grandma was a first-generation Italian immigrant. She was one of nine. Her only sister was 13 years younger. Now, my first impression of the effects of cigarettes where my great aunt hooked up to a ventilator, dying of lung cancer in her early 60s because she couldn't stop smoking. All right, this was 1987, and my grandma outlived her by over a dozen years and saw 25 years more of life than my great aunt, who I never really knew since she died when I was so young. So stop smoking, vaping, cigarettes, whatever. Stupid habit. Thanks for listening to the Chris Ham podcast. Please follow me on Twitter at Chris N. Ham. Your support and feedback is incredibly valuable as I grow this podcast. So please tell me what you like, what you don't like, and feel free to suggest topic ideas. Take it easy, friends. Be well. <laughs>